What's up, Jets fans, and welcome to the Jets stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Folks, we made it. We made it. Connor, my co-host, Connor Sharon, the NJ Mick himself. Welcome. As always, great to have you with me here. Great to be here, as always. Dude, it's 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 been it's a long <clears throat> it's been a long off season. It's week one. Yeah. Can't and, believe. I, and folks, I apologize for my voice. You know, Labor Day got the best of me. So <laughs> I uh, just a lot of singing and um, and drinking and celebrating the the day that the unions won. The day of labor. The day of labor. The day the one of day. Labor. You know, you know, the unions did such a good job that they got us one day off. We got, we got one day. <laughs> they got us one day a year to celebrate the average worker. Yes. You got to love it. <laughs> so uh, this is we're doing something new this week, Connor. I'm excited. We're doing, we're doing something new, something we've never done before on the jet stream. And that is we're going to take you, your calls, the listener, the viewer, more so the listener. But you know, the viewer, the listener, the the <laughs> fans. You're gonna you're gonna there is a, a a phone number that you can now call and leave us voicemails and we will answer your questions as long as they aren't too ridiculous, because we've already gotten a couple of uh interesting ones. Um the number, if you would like to call for a future episode, is 917-633. 8504 again 917-633-8504 that's the number you can call to leave us a voicemail i went with 917 um because i've never had a new york number before me neither so i yeah you know as We're the both N- jersey guys as the nj no. mick and as both jersey guys the nj jew you know <laughs> <laughs> we've never been in new york before well we've been in new york. we've never lived in new york before Correct. Um, so this is what we what I decided to do, and now what we're doing it. Um, Connor, should we do the voicemails first, or should we give our season predictions first? I think we should do the voicemails first, personally. Yeah, let's round out with the season predictions. All right, all right. So <clears throat> basically, I threw out a tweet on Twitter just saying, "Give us your questions." You know, send us you're tired, you're ho- you're poor, you're hungry, you're sick, right? I sad said send- Jets takes. Yeah, you're sad Jets takes. Jets fans, Jets haters, send them all our way. We are ready and we're ready to go to battle. I'm ready. I don't, Connor, how about you? I'm ready to go to war. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for Carolina. I'm ready. I'm ready for Carolina. In the, words of, in the words of Michael Scott, I'm ready to be hurt again. Exactly. I'm ready to be hurt yeah. again. Although if, it, if we get hurt this time, it's it's at the hands of the one person we really don't want to get hurt by. And that's our last quarterback, Sam Darnold. Which would freaking suck, oh, suck, man. <laughs> that would be the worst. Oh, all right. Um, who do we go with first? We got, we have. I can go. I feel, I feel like like a radio producer right now. I haven't done this since college. <laughs> Al Dukes. Who do I go with first? All right, let's see. You know what? I don't even know who this is gonna be. They did leave their names in the uh, the trans. So we did it in Google Voice. So there's like it's transcribed, and some of the sentences aren't like you know the Google does its best. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you, Google, for doing the job, but like you we know, maybe, maybe get a little bit of a better translator. Um, they'll work on it. All right, we're gonna go with this one. Hey, hey, this is Alex out of New York City. 
Calling in to talk Jets football. I love the Jets. Been a fan all my life. Oh, I remember Joe Namath, Bart Scott, Frank Gore. A lot of greats. Curtis Martin. Anyway, I'm here to talk about the safeties. That's right, the safeties. Everyone's talking about the offense. They're talking about the receivers, talking about that kid, Zach Wilson, quarterback, and the running back mess. But I'm calling in to talk about the safeties. Marcus May, LaMarcus Joyner, what are we going to see out of them? I think that's the underrated part of the conversation. Jets football, let's do it. We're going deep to Keelan Cole. Just of that call, Connor, was that he's not really focused on Zach Wilson right now. He's not focused on the offense. What he really cares about is the Jets' defense. Specifically, he has a question about the safety position. He wants to know what our thoughts are on Marcus May and LaMarcus Joyner. What are we going to see out of them? Uh, he thinks that that's an underrated aspect of the conversation surrounding the Jets. Not a lot of talk about the safety position because, in all honesty, that's one of the more secure positions on the team. You know, Marcus May is one of the, the longest tenured players in the entire franchise right now. And LaMarcus Joyner is a longtime free safety. Uh, you know, played a little bit of nickelback with the Raiders a couple of like last one or two years, but really had his best season with the Rams playing safety. So, I'll let you take the take the uh, the helm on this one, Connor. Your thoughts on the Jets' safety situation? Well, when you compare it to the Jets' cornerback situation, it looks pretty damn good, you know? And that's not saying a lot about the actual safeties themselves. I think, uh, I think between Marcus May and LaMarcus Joyner, I think they're uh, – I think they have potential to be a solid duo – I don't think they're world beaters. I think Marcus May is obviously, I think he's a very, he's a very good player. Like how him and Joyner kind of like work alongside one another, I guess um, remains to be seen. I think that they're going to be picking up a lot of the slack for the cornerbacks in some sense, which sucks Mm -hmm. because I'm looking at the unofficial depth chart right now for Sunday and the starting cornerbacks are Bryce Hall and then either Isaiah Dunn or Brandon Eccles. And I don't know about you, Jesse. That does not make me feel good considering about considering who Carolina has as a wide receiver. Even if they have Sam Darnold throw into him, you got Robbie Anderson, you got DJ Moore. Like, that's not – and you got Christian McCaffrey. No, like, you're right. They're you're not going right. to be responsible so, like, for him, but, like, that doesn't make me feel good. So I saw something today, and it was a good point. I forgot who said it, but there's – there's really interest. There's two really interesting mismatches going on in this game, and I guess what you know, we might as well answer this question in the context of week one. You know, because we can do a full season breakdown about how we think Marcus May and Marcus Joyner are going to do week to week. It's you know, let's we're going to focus on week one. This is the season preview pod, but you know, it really is also a week one preview as well. Um, there's two main mismatches. One you already mentioned, <clears throat> which is the cornerbacks on the Jets versus the wide receiver group for the Carolina, which is very strong. And the other is on the other side of things. It's the Jets defensive line in front seven versus that Panthers interior and uh, Panthers offensive line, um, specifically the interior portions of those two units. You know, that's where the Jets strength is with Quinnen and, and Rankins. And that's where the biggest uh, holes are for Carolina. I think that you have to look at it this way. The only way, like, so the, the, what, what the Jets need to rely on 
and what they need to do this season is they need to rely on their two safeties, right? So how does that relate to what this question is? Well, and, and bringing up those, those two mismatches. Well, you kind of already touched on it with the wide receivers and whatnot. It's going to be really important for the safeties to show out with how poorly the cornerbacks have been looking in practice and training camp and preseason. When I wouldn't even say poorly. They're just really young. They're really unproven. They're we don't really know young, they're inexperienced. And, right. And, yeah. So, they don't even have one vet amongst them, which is the, the scariest part. So, so where I'm going with this is, you know, McCaffrey's going to get his. Yep. And I honestly think Curtis Samuel, not Curtis Samuel, he's in Washington now, DJ Moore is going to get his because he's he reminds me a lot of uh, you know, for Sam Darnold. He's he's going to be his Jamison Crowder. He's yeah. the guy who's going to be possession, going to be running all over. He can also do a deep. He can also be a deep threat for them. But that's more of Robbie Anderson. Yep. And, you know, if I'm the Jets, I'm worried about the big play. <clears throat> they have a really good linebacker corpse. They have a good front seven. Um, they have good safety. So, you know, over the middle and underneath stuff, I'm not as much I'm not as worried about, you know. Outside the number, you know, the safeties are are good. Joiner and May are good. And, you know, the cornerbacks, if we play a lot of zone, which, you know, they play a lot of cover three for with with uh with with Rob under Robert Sala, you know, they the underneath stuff and the medium stuff should be fine. It's the big plays I'm really worried about. And that's where, you know, this mismatch comes in. <clears throat> Sam Darnold has we coined a new term, by the way, over the weekend. As you know, I went to Penn State, and I have lots. I was over the, over the weekend. I was with all my friends from Penn State. Congrats on the win, by the way. Thank you, but you have this smile on your face, like you kind of know where this is going. <laughs> um, so we coined a new term. It's called hacky feet. Instead of <laughs> in, instead of instead of happy feet, it's hacky feet, because you know that's what Christian Hackenberg had. He had happy feet. He had feet, like it wasn't even happy feet. It was more like stagnant feet, where mm -hmm. like he like he wouldn't move his feet around and. You know, it was such a just a drastic drop off years getting to the NFL and everything. It was just it was a, a nosedive. And it was because of like mechanics were it was, it was a whole lot of things. But Sam Darnold has a very similar issue where his feet are just you watch him and he is just his feet are it's like cinder blocks, you know, yeah. and then you watch Zach Wilson. And you're like, oh, that's what a quarterback looks like, you know, and I hope I don't eat those words after Sunday. But, you know, well, oh, yeah, you look at the, the, the point is Darnold played in the preseason. They the second one, the second one is when he played, he threw for like two touchdowns, I think. Yeah, and it, it was, it was obvious, like, it, he just looked different, like, in yeah. terms of like, how he like, like his mechanics and everything. But the point is, you know, Robbie, Robbie gets his bread, he, he gets his money going deep, the long ball, explosive plays. And I don't know if the Panthers are going to have time to set those plays up. They're just, you know, with, with the interior pressure that the Jets are going to be able to get uh, with Robert Sala. And, you know, honestly, don't forget our better boy, Folorunzo Fadakasi and John Franklin Myers and and, uh, and Huff and Shaq Lawson, right, I guess. And, <laughs> um, and, I, you know. and this whole cornerback thing and defensive backs, it just highlights that once the season kind of, like once training camp and everything kind of started getting underway, you kind of got a feel for how, uh, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala were kind of approaching the, the defensive back situation. They knew they weren't going to get like a really good cornerback to come to the Jets in free agency, or they just didn't have one that they thought that they were going to target in the draft. So they were going to rely on their pass rush to do yeah. to handle it. And but and that's I think why they, that's why they got Carl Lawson. And right, you lose Carl Lawson, and that's a a massive hit. So on Sunday, they're going to be relying on the pass rush to get there, and we all know. You know, Darnold can move under pressure. He can. He can. He can move. But 
he also has a tendency to either throw like throw the ball like you know erratically or take a sack when he shouldn't like or try and throw out of a sack when he shouldn't yeah yeah exactly so that's so what the Jets like, need to do to like cover like try to mask that issue on Sunday. So I'm gonna go big brain on you for a second. Hit me. Did Joe Douglas intentionally not address cornerback this offseason, whether it be the draft or in free agency, because he knew that this team was not going to be that good this year? It was going to be a growing season. And he's looked ahead to 2022 and saw the insane defensive back talent that's coming out in the draft, like Derek Stingley Jr. and Kyle Hendricks at Notre Dame. You see that play? Oh, my God. Did you Dude. see that play that kid made? I saw you tw- yeah, I saw you tweet that. He ran across the field. That Literally was ran 50 yards and picked that ball off. That was nuts. I've never, I haven't, nuts. I don't think the last time I saw a safety like that did something like that was probably like Troy Palomalo or like Ed Reed or something. Like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I it was, I might have texted you being like, yo, your boy just made a, a huge yeah. play. His <laughs> boy because he's Irish and it's a Notre Dame. And, you know, you get it. You, folks, you get it. So, I yeah. Say, to answer your question, that might not have been his intent, but. When, you know, the, mid, have been. But the middle of the season <laughs> might roll around and, like, you know, they got the two firsts. Maybe this is something Joe Douglas kind of planned for. Or he just had, like, that idea for 20, the 2022 draft. He's got so much ammo. And if he wants to trade up for a defensive back, like, if he thinks, like, Stingley's going to be, like, the next Darrell Revis, then, yes, you trade your picks and you go get him. And um, Panther, the Panthers drafted a guy that I really wanted. Obviously, I'm very happy with what the Jets ended up doing in the first round. But they got J.C. Horn. Yes, and I'm. Ex- um, I'm not excited, but like, no, I'm excited. I, I want to see him. He, in I like, think he's going to be up against probably Corey Davis. I don't. Who is the? Other, I don't know off the top of my head. Who the other other corners the Panthers have, but he's either going to be on Corey Davis or like it's Elijah. Certainly Moore. not. It's not Josh Mormon. That's for sure. No, no, it's dude. not him anymore. He's going to be on like Elijah Moore or, or Captain Munnerlin. He's not there anymore either. <laughs> what a name, Captain Munnerlin. That was such a good name. All right, we ready for next call? Hit me. Hey, Jets stream crew, this is Steven. I have a question on the Jets running back core coming into the season. How do you see the running back room playing out? Do you think Michael Carter or Tevin Coleman or even Ty Johnson will lead the group? Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, so that was Steven. And Steven wants to know what we think of the running back room. Does he think Michael Carter is going to take the job? Is it Tevin Coleman who's going to hold on to RB1 status? Maybe a little Ty, Ty Johnson? Is he, going to, is he going to snake away some carries? What do we think? I think beginning of the season, Tevin Coleman leads the way just because he he's the most experienced. I think Salah and Douglas will just lean on him at first. And then I think following him – is where it gets more interesting. I think Ty Johnson deserves reps. I mean, mm-hmm. the, and I think <laughs> the Jets social team loves Ty Johnson. I don't know. They 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 posted on his like their their Instagram like the clips of the clips of him from like the Eagles game of him like running through people and getting that touchdown. Right. So, and I, and most of Jets Twitter seems to really like Ty Johnson too. I'm one of them, and so I think out of the there's. The Jets have five running backs now. They brought Josh Josh Adams back up from the practice squad. Well, first re-signed him and then brought him back up from the practice squad. So I think the three running backs on Sunday that are going to get reps are Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and Michael Carter. And I think Michael Carter and Ty Johnson are going to split and get like the same amount of reps. But 
Tevin Coleman is going to lead the way. And then I think the transition will begin into either Ty Johnson or Michael Carter leading the way, depending on who's playing better as the season yeah. progresses. And yeah. Tevin Coleman's been known to get hurt a lot. So right. it's not really possible that an injury happens with him that forces one of the other two guys kind of into the lead spot. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is a running back by committee team. It, it just, there's, there's no Derrick Henry, there's no Alvin Kamara, there's no dominant running back on the roster that we know of. Um, and I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's smart to play it this way. You know, Ty, uh, you know, Tevin Coleman is going to start as RB1. He's going to take the first snap on Sunday. Uh, but I think, I mean, football, the season's longer than ever now. And team games. I mean, let me ask you something. When you were when you were growing up, you ever uh, you ever in, in a nice crisp November morning, lace up the cleats and uh, play a little flag football or a little rough touch with your boys? Of course, my right. mom never my mom never let me play uh, actual peewees. She never she never let me. Right, but like you know, you get so, you, you like. But I would, like, but I would always play some up with my friends. Like you're in middle school and you play a little. You wake up at like. 8:30, you get to the field, you play a little two-hand touch, rough touch, maybe a little tackle. Then you like you go to the sub shop, you get your sub, and you just sit in front of the TV <laughs> the rest of the day and watch. Crush a Gatorade. Crush a Gatorade, you know, buy a nice big old fat bag of salt and vinegar chips with your with your Trinidad from Hershey's Deli in Westfield, <laughs> New Jersey. Um, and and you just watch. But like the point I'm asking is, you ever get hit when it's cold? Oh yeah. You ever hit the ground hard when it's cold? Oh my god, it's like a, you're falling on a concrete. It is. It is it's like getting hit by a friction. It's the worst. So, football is played in the cold predominantly most of the oh, most of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Running backs take a lot of hits. I think it's safe to assume that Tevin Coleman will get hurt at some point. Not not that he probably will get hurt, like you said. No, he's going to get hurt at some point. It's just part of who he is as a throughout his career. Am I rooting for that? Absolutely not. I want Tevin Coleman to be the best running back in football this year. But I'm also realistic and know what his history is with injuries. So, uh, yeah, I think that Coleman's going to start. But, you know, Michael Carter is going to be – and Ty Johnson are going to 100% get carries. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they all got, like, 100 to 150 carries – at least, or at least touches in general this season. And they all just kind of split it and rotate in and out. And whoever has the hot hand, like you were right. saying, you know, if you see Ty, jo- if you throw Ty Johnson in on a third and seven, you know, and it's like the second quarter and he runs like a, for like an 80 yard touchdown, you know? Yeah. You're probably going to probably going to have Ty Johnson in the rest of the game. They're going to ride that. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's going to be running back by committee. They're going to ride the hot hand. That's yeah. at least in the beginning. And, you know, like you said, we're not rooting for Tevin Coleman to get injured, but it's something. And, and he might play all 17 games and without getting injured and then just naturally fall to the bottom of the depth chart. It's right. entirely possible that that happens, too. He's just right now, the unofficial depth, depth chart, he's listed as running back one. Right. Yeah. So, you know, what? I mean, we'll see. I wouldn't recommend drafting any of these guys in fantasy. It's just not somebody to rely on. I mean, maybe like in like week five, you can start streaming these guys if we have a better idea of like what that is. But yeah, I'd stay away from the Jets running back room for now. It, I think it's going to be a good room. I think that everybody in the, is going to be productive just because of the the actual scheme that they play. Um, which, by the way, did you see that Adam Gase quote or the, the the little the little little not quote, but it was the little excerpt of basically I think it was Connor McGovern who was like saying um, that this the difference this year is that. 
you know, the coaches aren't relying on just the scheme to beat teams. They're relying on actual football players. And it, and Salah thinks that it's football players that win games, not scheme. Yes. You saw that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm here for any and all shade of a certain I, – I refuse to utter his name – a certain offensive coordinator of a Michigan high school. That's you all. Him, you can call him Gadam Ace. There you go. Gadam Ace. <laughs> Sorry, that was really lame. Um, all right, next voicemail. You ready? Yes, sir. Hey, guys, big fan of the show. I know everybody's excited the Jets might have a functioning offense this year, but my questions are actually about the, on the defensive side of the ball. I wanted to ask, uh, what are your expectations for Bryce Hall this year? Uh, I think if it weren't for his injuries, he probably would have gone earlier than the fifth round in the 2020 draft. Do you guys think he can hold his own for what the Jets are expecting out of him this year? And also, I just kind of want to know uh, which rookies on the defensive side of the ball you guys are most excited about. Thanks. Looking forward to an actual year where we can watch uh, Jets football. Bye. All right. Um, so that was Mitch. He wants to know what our expectations are for Bryce Hall this year, which I think is a really good question and something that we should discuss as the CB1 on this mm-hmm. roster. Now he goes, you know, he probably would have take, been taken earlier than the fifth round in the 2020 draft if he didn't come off a season with, of injury. And I believe he went to UVA and he tore up his mm-hmm. His knee or something along those lines, and he was projected like a, a high, much higher pick. You know, so he wants to know: Do we think that he can hold his own for what the Jets are expecting out of him this year? And he also wants to know what rookies on the defensive side of the ball that we're most excited about to be watching uh, in this upcoming season. And he says that he is excited that we finally get to watch football, and not just football, but Jets football. And then he said, "Bye." So we'll see if so, we still feel. We'll still see if we still feel the same way about Jets football come like week five or six. Hopefully, we do. Probably, we probably won't, but we hope we, we're, <laughs> we can hope here on the Jet stream. Uh, so, your thoughts on? Let's start with Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall is a second year. Let's see. I'm, I'm, we're looking. We're looking at Bryce Hall. Jets. Bryce Hall, second year player out of the University of Virginia. All right. He is 23 years old. He is six foot one and he is CB one, the number one cornerback on the roster. I think, I think that he actually, he played well down the stretch last year. Cause he didn't um, play like half the season. Right. And he yeah. like started a little slow. I mean, listen, Jets were awful last year. So like, it's not, I mean, I guess it's the perfect time to evaluate him. And, you know, I don't have access to the all 22 and I'm not, I'm not a scout. Uh, but just based off of my general acumen, football acumen, and and covering the, the covering the sport for years now and and whatnot, I think that he has a chance to to prove himself this year, which isn't like a world shattering take, obviously. But I think that it's an important it's an important thing to bring up. This is a prove it year. This yep. is a prove it year for not just him, but like for the whole secondary, honestly, for the whole for the whole roster, really. Yep. You know, I mean, outside of like Zach Wilson, I mean, we want to see him. We don't need to see him prove it, but we need to see like him be be good. But, you know, this is a big prove it year for him. He is the longest tenured jet defensive back other than Marcus May. It's his second year. We just cut bless Austin, bless Austin who was in his third year. You know where he went? Did you see what you see where he went? He went to uh, oh, college. Where did no. he? He's re- reunited with uh, our guy, Jamal. Sign with, sign with Seattle. He's in Seattle. Wow. 
Yeah, watch him like they convert him to safety, and he's just like amazing. <laughs> he's just incredible. Yeah. Oh my and, god. Uh, and our 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 other guy, Lebion. Talk about a fall for for him. I yeah. Mean, I, can you imagine like it's way out of a practice squad for Baltimore? Like, it's it's it's. Think about this. It's it's September 2019, and you get a a, a Rick and Morty portal opens up in your room. That's the best. That was the first thing that came to mind. And you step out and you're like, I've come from the future. And Le'Veon Bell is no longer a Jet. He was just signed to the practice squad on the Ravens. It's 2020. <laughs> it's tw- I, so I would told- believe me. I'd be like, all right, first of all, like, get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> like, you have, future me. Aren't there, aren't there important things in the future I need to be doing other than you telling me about Le'Veon Bell? And second <laughs> of all, there's no fucking way Le'Veon Bell is on the practice squad of the Ravens. He's a Jet, all right? And... Oh, how wrong we would be. Um, yeah, fall from grace for sure. Back to Bryce Hall. Yeah. I think that he's going to have a solid year. Um, I think that he's 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 getting good coaching, um, I think, for yep. once. I mean, it's not like Greg Williams is a bad coach, per se. Uh, he was just a little um, out there. And it was just a shit show in general last year. Like, no yeah. one was learning anything, right? So I, I think that... It's a, it's a, it's definitely a wait and see thing with Bryce. I'm optimistic about him. Is where that's, that's as far as I'll go. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say he's gonna be an All Pro. I'm not gonna go on a limb and say that he's gonna be like a, a stud corner that like can shut down like most of the receivers he faces. I don't know that yet. I gotta watch him play. Uh, but I'm excited to see what he can do. He definitely fell in the draft and would have gone much higher if he never got hurt. So maybe he can recapture that. Um, but he's got a lot of confidence. He thinks that his, his unit's going to be ready and it's, it's his unit. He's 23 and it's his unit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would say more so it's Marcus May's unit, but you know, Marcus May and it's him and Joyner back there. And then it's, it's the cornerbacks and, you know, Bryce Hall is the oldest of all those cornerbacks. It's Eccles and, and, uh, and none, right. Isaiah none. Dunn. Isaiah Dunn. 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 And Jason uh, Pinnock and, uh, Pinnock. yeah. And mm-hmm. Justin Hardy and Hardy. And uh, isn't uh, what's his face? Uh, Gavlin Gid- J- Gavlin Gidry. He, yeah, he's the nickelback. Right. So I mean, it's it's just a and super- Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Uh, the other the Michael. Other, Carter. The other Michael Carter. Yeah. So it's a super young unit. Um, it's not going to be a good unit. And oh. and I mean, everybody that we've like, I remember DJ was telling us like, yo, just like be ready. Like they're gonna. This is gonna be a really bad secondary. Like it's just gonna be bad secondary. Yeah. Uh, it's probably gonna be really bad. Uh, it's probably gonna no, be. There's no, there's, there's no way, no way around it. You know. Yeah, I mean, but but this is a, like 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 I said at the start of this. This is a this is a learning season. Yeah. So it's all you gotta do. All we get, all we can do is go out and see. As for uh, a rookie on the on the defense, I think the one I'm most excited to watch is Brandon Eccles on the opposite side. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard good things about him from beat writers I've talked to. Um, and I think that, you know, it's the least sure I am of any position group on the roster in terms of what, what the talent level is. It's just cause I've seen the least of that, that, that unit. So yeah, yeah I, I think I'm going to go with Eccles as the rookie. I'm most excited to see, uh, just because we, we really don't know what that unit's going to be, and we don't know what he's going to be as a rookie. So we'll see. But I think that he'll be the uh, the guy I'm looking at the most. What about you? Uh, I think it's the guy I'm looking at the most is uh, I always say his name wrong. It's Hamsa 
Nasrildin? 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 I think Tom because says. he's working next to, you know, he's working next to CJ. He's working next to CJ Mosley. He's, you know, going to be one of these guys that, you know, he's probably going to cycle in and out now uh, that we have the other Q Williams on the team. We have right. Quinn's brother, Quinn's brother Quincy, who's a linebacker. Yes. Yes. But I mean, but I think chemistry, I, baby. Chemistry, you know. But a few, there was a few flashes like in preseason where Hamsa like looked like he was out there and like he was a middle like where did, where did he get picked? It was like fifth or sixth round, I think. He was one of the later yeah, he's picks. Another, he's another guy who lost a lot of steam in the draft right. process because of an injury. Right, and I think that he has the potential to be a very good steal you know he's he's he was out there and i think in the giant game or maybe yeah, it was the giant game i think that the giants were driving towards the end and he caused the fumble on whoever was playing running back for the giants at that point he like went in there just tossed his shoulder right into that ball popped it out and shut down the giants drive so he mm-hmm. is like he was he was looking pretty good in the preseason i'm excited to kind of see it but i also i also like what you said about brandon eccles and also isaiah dunn because isaiah dunn was this year's like training camp darling amongst the beat writers it seems like like every time like you know you, you mm-hmm. see you hear about them like talking about uh defending yeah. pass things like that mm-hmm. that yeah, I, an, another know, pass breakup done yeah is that done like and dj would say it I, I remember dj tweeting a lot about him connor Hughes would say it that you know i done struggled a lot in that packers game uh so seeing him in like an actual like real life game where he's going to be going up against DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And, you know, he's going to be going up against like actual really good receivers. It's going to be very interesting. So I think, uh, Hamza number one. And then I think after that, Isaiah Dunn, because I need to see if this whole training camp hype that was built around him is like the real deal. Absolutely. All right. You ready for the, uh, the, Fourth and final voicemail. Hit me. Hey, Jesse, it's uh, Corey from Manhattan. Uh, big fan of the show. First time, long time. Um, been listening to the Jet Stream for a while now. I, I love taking walks around my block and, and listening. So thank you. Keep up the good work. Um, I've been a Jet fan since 1993. Been going to games since then as well. And I, I just can't get enough of this Zach Wilson guy. I love the hype around him. You know, Tony Romo said, this week that he was going to be a top three quarterback in the next couple of years. I mean, that's absolutely insane. Um, but, you know, Zach Wilson's not the guy I'm focusing on right now. It's really this Jet defense. I, this, this defense looks like it's like 10 years away from the Super Bowl. Um, you know, who can I, who should I look out for in, in this upcoming year to step up on the defense? Um, you know, the front four is, is okay on paper, but the secondary, I don't know any of these guys. Um, who should I look out for this year? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks a lot for the time. All right, so another question about the secondary, uh, and I think that I think that we can we can. I mean, it, it's it it's very similar. We like Eccles done. Um, I'm excited to see Lamarcus Joyner back at safety. Yeah, uh, and I know we talked about the safeties earlier, and this has been a very defense heavy. But you know, most of our pods have been focused on the offense because that's where all like the you know the hype is around with Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson and an AVT and all like the high, the high draft picks and everything and the free agent additions. Um, now that Carl Lawson's no longer here. I, I think that if there's one guy that you should get excited about, um, 
you know, it's it's we're talking about a we're talking about a two win team here, folks. This is a team Coming from last season. From last year. I don't right. think they're going to be a no, team. No, 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 no. They're going to be a better than a two-win team this year. But this, we're talking about a team that's coming off two wins, and they added some pieces in free agency. The best defensive free agent they signed, Torres Achilles, um, and he didn't play in the secondary, which is what you're asking about. Like, you know, the defense, young guys. Um, uh, who do you have to look for in the next 10 years? I don't know if there's necessarily a guy on the Jets defense that's going to, I mean, Quinn Williams is the guy that like you, if you, if you're thinking about a guy that might be on the team in 10 years, it might be Quinn and Williams. Um, I don't know if there's a guy, I mean, think about it this way. How, how often does a player on a defense last for 10 years in general? Yeah. I mean, the average lifespan in the NFL for a player, like a career span is like two and a half, three years. Probably. So like, Quinnen is probably the guy that you want to look at the most in terms of like the guy who has the highest upside and like someone that can, you can get excited about for like the com- years and years to come. Uh, but I think that like, I, I, I was just saying this, this is not, this is not a year where like, we're like looking for the Super Bowl and making the playoffs and all this stuff. This is an evaluation year. Right. And I think that, that that's understood across the board in the, in the, in the facility that everybody knows this is a year where, they're going to play hard. They're going to see what they got. And then they're going to go next year. They're going to have more cap space. They're going to have way, they're going to have tons of draft picks the year two of Zach Wilson. They're going to have Carl Lawson back hope presumably. And then they could like, if, if Zach Wilson's the guy, then you can go for it. Right. And then you could sign the high priced defensive back that you need or, or another edge rusher, you know, or, uh, or another tackle. Right. If you need something like that. I do need to stress. Maybe it's just because I have, you know, horror flashbacks from it. But the last time the Jets made a big free agent signing at cornerback, it didn't exactly work out for them when they signed. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was one of those things where they invested how much money? 70, 78 million, maybe yeah. 76 million over it's three like, years. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like. But you have to remember. No, I I see what you're saying, but you have to remember who made that signing. Oh no no, I'm that's totally agree. I mean, we have, it, it was, we, have a, we have a big boy in the room now, literally and and figuratively. <laughs> literally and he's got got a big brain in his big, big body. Big brain, big big bones. Yeah, big bones. Big brain. <laughs> so I ha- I have significantly more faith that Joe Douglas will spend the money. S- in a smarter fashion than uh than Mike investing seven seventy million in Tremaine Johnson who yeah quickly vaporized you know he 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 worked out he him getting that money and vanishing he did that faster than Han Wilkerson did <laughs> like and that's saying something like because Muhammad Wilkerson signed that contract and he was gone. Like oh, yeah. you know, he was well, lights he out. Straight back to Linda. Like, he he went straight back to Linda, New Jersey, and and never looked back. Yeah, he signed. Um, he, signed he played like one season or like half a season with the Packers, and that was it. <laughs> he was he was the second best defensive end in football behind JJ Watt, and then he just just I don't know, like maybe broke, I don't know, like he what he did. Leg, he broke his leg that we'd say like week seventeen game, and was just. Never the same. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm I'm hesitant to say that he was just like never the same player, or if it was apathy on his part but who the hell knows i don't know can't speculate on stuff like that all right um that's all the voicemails we got and we have to wrap up soon because i have a fantasy draft or two to uh, attend to tonight and uh it's getting to that time so connor 
let's get official predictions for week one and then the season. Your official prediction for week one. What is it? Hmm. I think Jets win 27-21. Okay. I think I think Darnold is able I think Darnold I think they rely heavy on McCaffrey. I think I can see McCaffrey getting all three touchdowns for the Panthers. Like fifteen and, catches and then, and I can see Darnold throwing for like two hundred yards and like an interception or two. Like the classic Sam Darnold game is what I can see coming from him. He's gonna but, give Panthers fans just enough to have them make excuses keep for them him. Just along just string him just along just enough. Uh-huh. Be like, you know, we need to see what's gonna happen with him. Hmm. I think we got our guy. There's <laughs> some throws. Hey, Connor, I don't there know about you. I saw, I saw some throws that really made me think, like, <laughs> this could be the guy. <laughs> oh, man, oh, how I sad know. are we? All oh, right, so, yeah, God. I like that, 27-21. I'm going to go 24-17 to 17 Jets. I think the Jets win this game. Um, I think that Sam Darnold is not a good quarterback and that the pressure is going to get too much, the interior – Pressure is going to be a lot for him to handle, and he's going to throw some picks, and the defense will surprise us a little bit. And I think that we're going to be pleasantly surprised with Zach Wilson. So that's my that's my week one prediction, my season long prediction, and then you go. My season long prediction is that the Jets win six games. Mm-hmm. They go six okay. and eleven. Okay, I say five and twelve. Five and twelve. Nice so and yeah, seven. we're right. I, I think we fall amongst most Jets fans and thinking that that's about. Win loss, pers- like win loss record, is what it's going to end up looking like when the season wraps for the Jets. And I think as long as, and this sounds like a Trent Dilfer thing to say, but I think if it's a strong five and twelve or a strong six and eleven in terms of like, okay, we see that you know maybe Zach Wilson threw for like thirty five hundred yards and maybe he threw for like almost thirty touchdowns, you know? Yeah, I mean, and and it's like uh, we're in a lot of shootouts, but we lose close games and stuff like that's that's, what, that's what you need to be looking for. Yeah. The also, schedule, schedule is a little is easier than it was last year. The toughest yeah. teams that they play are in like the NFC. No, not so much the NFC South because Tampa is really the the really good team. Atlanta, not great. Carolina, not great. So, um, who are they playing the AFC this year? The AFC South. Yeah. Yeah. They do. I think there's gonna be a lot of overs that are gonna hit, and I think that the Jets are gonna cover a lot. Um, they're going to be dogs in a lot of games and they're going to play teams very hard. It's going to remind you a lot of Miami a couple of years ago when Flores first got there where they're just like, all right, why are the Dolphins playing this well? This makes no sense. Right. You know, and I think the Jets are going to be that because they're so well coached. I think that people are going to be like, damn, they, we got, hope. they got their coach. So yeah, of course we hope, coach, but that's my, yeah. that's my prediction. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, Flores, laying it, I'm Flores, laying it out there. Flores has ended up being a better coach than I thought he was going to be. So yeah. that's what, you know we can hope for yeah all right folks that is it for this week uh we will be back next week with some guests very excited about that so make sure you leave some voicemails for our guests i will obviously let you know who our guests are as we get closer so you can uh tailor your questions but i'll I'll leave a little hint one's a beat writer and one is a quarterbacks coach so if you have questions about anything jets related or anything zach wilson related Hit our line again, 917-633-8504. Um, <laughs> if you want to hit anything else on the Gotham Sports Network, 
uh, podcast network. There it is. That's what I was looking for. Gotham Sports go. Podcast Network. Um, you can do so by Gotham SN.com or Gotham You can do so at Gotham SN on Twitter. You can find myself at Jesse Thinver. Connor, where can they find you? At the NJ Mick. Why, and Jesse? You, and it because you are Irish and from New Jersey. And if you want to find any of the other podcasts or content, uh, li- listening con- audio content for Gotham Sports Network, you can do so on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Folks, that's it. Go Jets, and welcome back to football season. Hopefully we got a win to talk about next week. Go Jets. Peace.